0: Hello, hello, I'm Ashley Caudill, Associate Director for Learning Design and Teaching Innovation for the School of Education and Human Development at the University of Virginia, and welcome to Designed for Online. A sense of community is central to student engagement and satisfaction. When students know someone is in their corner, supporting them, they are more likely to feel connected to their university and peers. But how do we reach out to our students who are at a distance and show our support when they are online learners who have never had the opportunity to even step foot on campus? In this episode, I am joined by Audrey Still, the coordinator of online student success at the School of Education and Human Development at UVA. Let's listen in as we discuss strategies for creating engaging practices for building an online community of students and how she aims to make connections with students and maintain an environment of support, understanding and respect at a distance. Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of Designed for Online. Today I have with me Audrey Still, who is the coordinator of Online Student Success at the School of Education and Human Development at UVA. Welcome Audrey, how are you doing today? (laughs) I'm doing good, Ashley,
1: thanks for having me.
0: Of course. We're so excited to have you here today to talk with our listeners about all the amazing things that you're doing with our online students. But before I dive into the questions I have for you, I was hoping that you could briefly introduce yourself to our listeners.
1: Okay, yeah. Um, so my title is Coordinator of Online Student Success, and I'm new to the role. I want to say that because I think that influences how I'm going to answer the following questions. But um, my role includes. Um, supporting our online graduate students as well as advising non-degree students. And what that looks like most of the time is helping students use our learning management system, Canvas, um, running the Canvas virtual community, which I'm sure I'll talk about later, um, but that often has programming for our online students. um, And I can help with things like registering for courses, dropping courses, And the advising side of my role is a lot of just giving information to students who are still looking for the right fit for programs and making sure they're registering for their courses and keeping up with their coursework. So I do a lot of outreach, too. If faculty are noticing that their students aren't interacting, then I'll reach out and see if there are any ways we can support the student
0: you are a very busy person. So thank you for taking the time to meet with me. You do so many awesome things, which I'm excited to dive in and talk about. But before we dive into some of the more specifics of things that you're doing, I wanted to start off with a more broad question about Mm -hmm. what does it mean to build community among students who are at a distance? And why is it important to reach out to our students that are at a distance?
1: Mm -hmm. So to me, creating community looks like an environment where a student feels supported one and two safe and willing to reach out if they need help um so not even that a student will be using that all the time but just a sense of knowing that the support is there if they do need it um, because that's our number one goal is to make sure we're approachable we let the students know what we're offering and that they can contact us at any time for that support. And it's really important for distance learners, especially because being at their homes or in a different state can lead to feelings of isolation if they don't have any kind of community. Um, And isolation can lead to disengagement or withdrawal. And we don't want our students to leave. We We want them to finish and meet their educational goals and career goals. And um, so we have to do things on our end to make sure they're working towards those goals and feeling satisfied and fulfilled along the way.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I love that you talked about online students and how it can feel like they might be isolated because they're not physically on grounds or on a campus. Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious about... Is there a difference that you think about building a community for our students who are online or at a distance compared to those students who are in person learners? And if so, how do you bridge that gap?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think there is a huge and noticeable difference. And I think anybody, really anybody who is taking courses or even working remotely during the pandemic, can sense or knows what it feels like to have a community and then not have it, and the differences in the ways that it feels. So our on-ground students get community when they're sitting in their classrooms and they can look around the room and see all of the people physically there who are on the same journey as them or similar journeys to them. They feel the community when they're walking through the hallways, when they're walking around grounds and stopping at tables or seeing the groups of students you know, sitting around on the lawn and and chatting, that's all community and it all, it makes them feel like they're a part of something. But online students might only be seeing that, like a small portion of that through a screen in a Zoom room. Cameras might even be off. So they might just be seeing other students' names. And I don't know about you, Ashley, but I would say that is not a, a great feeling of community you wanna be interacting with people, you wanna feel like you're included, you wanna be a part of something bigger um, than just yourself. Um, So ways that we can bridge that gap, I think, are just by thinking outside of the box in terms of engaging something that's different than just sitting in a Zoom room and having awkward conversation because we know that a screen definitely hinders the way people interact. So thinking outside of the box, Um, introducing different kinds of activities that students can participate in. And um, I'll talk a little bit more later about different examples that we've tried.
0: Well, that's actually a great segue to my next question. Um, And I know we've thrown out like UVA specific vernacular for our listeners who might not be used to some of the lingo that we use our grounds is essentially instead of using campus and then Audrey referenced the lawn which is essentially like a big beautiful grassy area that some of our in-person students like to read on the lawn or throw a frisbee bring their dogs all of that stuff Mm -hmm. and so as you mentioned Audrey when you're in person, you get to feel that sense in that university community because you get to go to the lawn, you get to walk around grounds. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm curious about what specific things have you done to engage our online students to make them feel as though they're a part of that university culture because You know, they might not even know that we call it grounds instead of campus, or they might not even know what the lawn is. So Mm -hmm. how do you engage with them to teach them about university culture and make them feel a part of UVA as a whole?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And I think I'll answer it by talking about three things that we do. The first one is our online student orientation So as soon as our online students matriculate, we have an orientation specifically for them. A lot of times it'll be program specific. So they're in even smaller groups and can see their future classmates and can interact with some of their um, faculty members that they'll work with later. Um, And in those meetings, we introduce them to grounds. We tell them the lingo, we show them pictures because our online students get to come for graduation when they do graduate. Um, So we kind of introduced them at that point um, to our university, and then we introduced them to our online supports, which is my second point of ways that um, we engage those online students, and it's the Canvas virtual community. And the Canvas virtual community started before I got here, um, and I know it's been um, the online team's project like Love Project for the past four years, I think. And you can correct me if it's no, that's fair fair to say. (laughs) Yeah. So um, there's been so much work put into the Canvas virtual community, but all EHD students are added to the Canvas virtual community. That's undergrad, grad, doctoral students, on-grounds, and online students. So they have opportunities to interact with different kinds of students, different ages, students in different programs. And that interaction takes the form of um, taking part in discussions that we'll create. So, that'll be my next point that I talk about. But um, we'll post discussions that students can interact with and share their thoughts and comment and reply to each other. That's not for a grade. So, it takes away the pressure that they might feel, um, you know, putting their thoughts out there. And then there are announcements that go out in the Canvas virtual community telling online and on ground students about different activities that they can all engage in. Um, And then there's also a compilation of resources, so they know that if they go to the Canvas virtual community and click on the resources tab, they can get in contact with the library, they can find research resources, the career corner. Um, to look at job postings or job opportunities. So there's just so much that lives there that provides support for our current online students as well as alumni. Alumni do get access to the Career Corner as well. So we support them even after they've graduated. Um, And then the third thing I wanna talk about, which might morph into four things I actually want to talk about, but the third thing I want to talk about is um, the most recent online giveaway that I finished running that went I'm the past. Happy two you're going to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, I have to. I loved it. It was amazing. Um, so it ran the past two weeks, and um, I provided up to six opportunities for specifically our online students to interact with and have their name inter- entered into a raffle to win prizes. So um, those activities looked like um, hosting an appreciative message of the EHD community, people who have supported them, and a ton of students shouted out their peers, their advisors, their um, instructors, and talked about how much um, support they've experienced even online. Um, I introduced myself to students through the giveaway by doing a, a crossword puzzle, getting to know me a little bit. And a couple of the winners let me know that um, they really enjoyed getting to know me in that way because that was the first time I'd really introduced myself to students since I started the role. And then the fourth engagement opportunity that I want to talk about that just popped into my head, which it's because it's so new that I wasn't thinking about it before, but it's something called the Who to Who Network that our team just rolled out. We hired two undergraduate students to offer online workshops to all of our EHD students. So not only online, but both on grounds and online, undergrad and graduate. Anybody who's a part of EHD, that's a student, can go to these workshops. And the first one was um, part of that giveaway series that I talked about, and it was learning how to use Canva. And we're doing another one in a couple of weeks about LinkedIn. And in the future, there might be stress relief-related activities, more creative activities, and um, more technological tool-related workshops so students can learn how to use different programs or different tools. Um, And that's just a great way for students, online students, to learn and to interact with on-ground students. In a zoom room, because they don't really get that opportunity in their courses they're all they're either all online and a lot of EHD's other offerings are divided by online or on grounds just because of the way the fees work but. um, Our who to who network is a great way for students to learn from other students so we're really proud of that i'm really enjoying seeing what the um, they're called peer mentors seeing what the peer mentors come up with and how they deliver those workshops. No, the who to
0: who network sounds really awesome. And I'm sure some of our listeners are eager to learn more about what that is and kind of the workshops that we're doing and how they can start it at their own institution. So thank Mm -hmm. you so much for sharing that. And I think this is a great time for me to take a quick break for our brain break, even though I know that we're enjoying the conversation so much, but I did want to stop right here and have a little bit of a brain break and when we come back Audrey and I are going to discuss recommendations on how our listeners can start building a stronger community for their online students at their institutions hello everyone I hope you are enjoying the conversation I wanted to give you a little bit of a brain break now last episode I asked this question Which planet in our solar system has the most gravity? The answer, Jupiter. Not only is Jupiter the biggest planet in our solar system, but it also has the strongest gravitational field among all the planets. The more you know. Now it's time to give you this episode's trivia question. How many people have walked on the moon? Curious what the answer is? Be sure to tune in to our next episode to find out. And we're back. So before the break, we talked about why it's important to build community among students outside of the classroom and some of the specific ideas and strategies that you've used in the past to, you know, engage your online students and make them feel a part of the community. But I'm curious, are there any strategies that you have tried that just were a complete flop and just <laughs> did not work.
1: And if so, what did you learn from that experience? Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna call out something that you and I did together, actually, oh, no. right <laughs> after I started, um, started in this role. Um, so I mentioned the Huda Who, Who Network in in our last question, but um, when we were coming up with the idea for the Who to Who Network, we really wanted to know what our students might want to see before we started developing the actual um, job description. So we tried engaging with students. I'll say we, but I I was doing this. I created um, I created a flyer and posted it. In Which was a super discussion. cute,
0: adorable flyer. It was
1: cute. It was really <laughs> cute. Uh, I loved it, but uh, it was Halloween themed. It was around Halloween. So we wanted to be a little bit fun with it. But um, what we had done was posted it in a discussion thread and asked for asked students for ideas. And I think there were two total responses. <laughs> yes, it out was of really like sad. like a thousand potential students. Um, and I think they didn't even really answer the question that we were asking. And what I learned from that was not not that the students can't understand what we're asking. It's that we didn't have like a clear example of why we were asking. We made it kind of vague on purpose. But I know from a personal perspective, when I was a student, I didn't like things to be vague. I liked things to be very clear because there's a lot of uncertainty anyway, especially being an online student and not having that community. I think... Um, they want to have clarity, they want to have certainty. So um, I learned that we probably need to be more clear with why we're asking and what we're asking in the future. And then I learned that they're going to make me work for it. They're going to make me work for their interaction. And I totally understand because they're mostly working professionals. Um, Our graduate population is upwards of 30, 40 years old with families and jobs. Some of them are full-time teachers. So I totally understand not wanting to participate in something if it doesn't feel like there's going to be any kind of payoff. So um, I don't always use a very strong incentive, like a giveaway to encourage participation, but it really helps. And I think students appreciate it too. You know, they want to feel like they're getting something out of it When they're giving something extra that they don't have to give, they're already giving so much in their courses and in their personal lives. So, um, yeah, that's what I learned from that. And it was, it was still fun. I liked, I still liked getting the experience. And it was one of my first um, discussion posts in the Canvas virtual community. So I don't regret it. It was a great learning experience.
0: I think that's what made it so sad um, was that. (laughs) It was your first one because you were new to the role and we were excited. And I will Mm -hmm. tell the listeners, the amount of time and energy we put on making this flyer be (laughs) Halloween themed and Halloween like verbiage on it was way more than I care to say. (laughs) And then to post it and then Audrey posted it and we kept checking like Mm -hmm. minutes after we posted it and nobody really ever responded. And it was so sad. It was (laughs) definitely a flop. (laughs) It was a big flop. It was a big flop. But anytime that there's a flop, I always feel like it's a learning opportunity to think about what we can do better. And I think if it wasn't for that learning experience, we wouldn't have learned about how to create this amazing giveaway series that we Mm -hmm. had had so many interactions and unique users that Mm -hmm. participated. So I always like seeing what people learned from their, their big flops, even though it's not fun to talk about, but I know it's not, but you gotta, (laughs) you have to. Um, so I know that we've talked a lot about some of the amazing strategies that we personally have utilized to engage and bring that sense of community to our online students. So that's a lot that we talked Mm -hmm. about. And Mm -hmm. I don't want everyone to think that it was an easy journey to get where we are now because it's been years and years and years in the making. So how does somebody get started in this space? And do you have any specific recommendations for either staff or even faculty who want to build a stronger community for our online students outside of the classroom. Like how does one get started? Do you have any recommendations?
1: Yeah, and I wanna start by saying I'm still so fresh to the student engagement space and the education space in general. But I'm still learning so much about what works and what doesn't work. And that's probably my biggest piece of advice is trying things, whether they're going to work or not work. Don't be afraid to try different things and be creative with it. Um, And you'll have some flops like we experienced, (laughs) but um, they're they're good for you. They're good for me. I learn a lot each time I interact with students. Um, So that's where I'd say to get started is just be creative and try new things and don't be afraid of not getting the kind of interaction you want to see because you're never going to get it right away if you're just starting out. Um, Another piece of advice I would give is make sure students are seeing your name and seeing your face. So for me, that looks like I've mentioned before the Canvas virtual community and that I'll post announcements for different events and opportunities for our online students. And I met an online student last night in um, a Zoom room that we were doing um, with our Ridley lecturer, Dr. Bettina Love. We had an online student Q&A with her. And one of the students logged in and said, oh my gosh, I know who you are. You're the one who's always posting announcements in the CVC. Oh, I love that. Yeah, so that's just a way that students can connect with you um, if they've never met you before, is if they've seen your name, if you've emailed them and they've had interaction with you. I think it goes a long way, even if you haven't had the chance to meet face-to-face. And then finally, I think creating and conveying your availability is really important. If you want students to know, they can reach out to you if they need support. And the way that I do that is by including ways the student can reach me in my email signature, because I email students a lot, I do outreach a lot. So making sure that there's a link for them to book appointments for me, there's my phone number, there's my email address, and I try to be really responsive with my emails to students. And I think another great way using an email to um, foster that sense of support is by asking, like at the end of your email, just asking, how else can I support you? Um, not ask, not saying I'm here to support you, but like asking and putting it in the student's hands to tell you, because um, I think the language that we use is really important in giving a sense of of support. Um So those are some things that I would recommend that I think is helping me build up to more engagement and helping students know who I am better.
0: Now, I think you make a really good point, especially about just putting your name and your face out there, because there's been times that when I was an online student, when I was getting my master's, that it would be, okay, I have this question and I see just a random name that I've never heard of. I don't know who they are. And I guess that's who I email, but I think there would have been something nice to be like, you know what? I see Audrey's face all the time. She's engaged in the community. She says I can come to her. I feel Mm -hmm. comfortable knowing who she is, especially because I did a fun crossword knowing more about (laughs) her. So I feel confident reaching out that I'm not just reaching out to a random name Mm -hmm. on a website. So I think that's a really great point. So thank you for sharing.
1: Yeah. And I I just want to say, I get students or emails all the time from students saying, hey, I don't know if you're the person for this, but I just need help with this. And things like that make me feel really good because they obviously saw my name somewhere, got my email from somewhere and felt comfortable enough to reach out to me. um, Even if there was the potential for me to say, I'm not the person for that. Not that I would ever just leave it at that. I always say, (laughs) Um, Here's the person that can help you and I try to connect the students in the most conducive way possible and effective way possible but it's still yeah it's still really great when a student reaches out to you um, to ask for support, whatever that might look like.
0: Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your strategies that you've used, including the flops, as well (laughs) as the recommendations. We really appreciate it. And I know our listeners are really going to appreciate hearing all of the different things that we're doing at UVA and how they can start it at their own institution or university. So thank you so much for being here.
1: Yes. Thank you for having me. I had a great time. And that concludes this
0: episode of Designed for Online. It can be hard to feel a part of a university, especially when you are a student at a distance and are physically separated from the institution in which you are a part of. We've learned how important it is to think outside of the box when creating engagement and community building activities for online students. Audrey discussed some great ways to help the online community interact and engage with each other, as well as feel a part of the institution in which they are affiliated and I hope that you can utilize some of these great strategies in your own practices to engage your learners who are at a distance. If you have an exciting topic you want to hear on future Design for Online episodes, feel free to email me at ac8ga.virginia.edu. Thanks for listening and talk to you soon.